word association. I invite you all to speak aloud the very first thing that comes into your mind when I say allegiance. Pledge, (laughs) even without the earlier prompts. (laughs) Most often, for people in this country and culture, the response is the pledge of allegiance. Not only are most of us, if not all of us, taught this in school, but the word allegiance does not often occur in other contexts. It is not a word that rolls off the tongue in casual conversation. So when we hear it, we go to the one reference point we have. Allegiance, pledge of. Original version written in 1892 by a Christian socialist and Baptist minister, Francis Bellamy, as part of a program to encourage children and youth to honor the 400th anniversary of Columbus Day in schools across the country. It was revised in 1923. It used to be, I pledge allegiance to my flag. That was changed to the flag of the United States of America so that immigrants wouldn't be confused about the particular flag to which they were pledging allegiance. It was recognized by Congress in 1942 and they also changed the official manner of delivery from what was known as the Bellamy salute, which proved to be a little too reminiscent of the Nazi salute, to placing one hand over the heart during the recitation. And, of course, it was revised one more time in 1954, adding the words, under God, after one nation. Allegiance, the pledge of. But allegiance is a word all on its own. Just what does allegiance mean? I know we have dictionaries for precisely this kind of question. And one of those dictionaries, the Oxford Languages Dictionary, tells us that allegiance is loyalty or commitment of a subordinate to a superior or of an individual to a group or cause. Let's break that down a little. Allegiance is loyalty or commitment of a subordinate to a superior or loyalty or commitment of an individual to a group or cause. Allegiance then is loyalty or commitment that can be directed in at least a couple of different ways. What it doesn't say is that allegiance is loyalty or commitment to an object or symbol. And yet, the Pledge of Allegiance has us say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And I know the flag is a symbol of something else, but the Pledge of Allegiance pledges allegiance to the flag and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God added in 1954, remember, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. We pledge allegiance to a thing, a symbol, the flag. We pledge allegiance to a group, the republic for which it stands, the nation, the country. And finally, finally, to a cause, liberty and justice for all. Although I have to say it is hard to tell if my allegiance is to liberty and justice for all 
or if I'm assuming the nation to which I am pledging allegiance already has liberty and justice for all? Would my allegiance change, for instance, if I happened to find out that this was not the case? Now, why, you may ask, (laughs) am I being so nitpicky about the Pledge of Allegiance? Because I think allegiance can be a good thing, a positive force in my life, in the lives of those around me and in the world. And so it matters greatly where I focus my loyalty, my commitment, my allegiance. Think of Superman's slogan. What is it Superman fights for? Truth, justice, and the American way. That's right. For a long time, that was the declaration. He began by fighting a never-ending battle for truth and justice. It was only in the midst of World War II in 1942 that the American way was added. It disappeared by 1944 and only reappeared on the old Superman TV show, very old Superman TV show, (laughs) amid the paranoia and patriotism of the Cold War era. And I thought, what exactly does it add to Superman's mission? Was truth and justice not enough? Wouldn't that be the American way? And if not, why not? What if the American way came into conflict with truth and justice? I'm psychoanalyzing Superman here, but I'm just wondering what kind of conflict that would cause. A quick superhero update. DC Comics announced in 2021 that Superman's slogan was officially changing to truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Yay, DC Comics. Yes. But you can see the question is raised, where does my or Superman's allegiance lie? It is a dangerous loyalty that is defined by a refusal to question or criticize the object of allegiance. If we pledge allegiance to a flag or to a country rather than to the values that they are meant to uphold, the values can quickly change and we can find ourselves faithful to an unrecognizable country. I read this week of an elementary school teacher in Austin, Texas, Sophia De Loreto Chudi, and I apologize if I got pronounced that wrong. This teacher got in trouble with the administration when her third grade class decided to sit and not participate in the recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance. Apparently, after learning about Adolf Hitler's propaganda directed at children during Holocaust Remembrance Week, the students grew curious about where the Pledge of Allegiance came from in this country. Upon learning that it originated as an initiative to teach patriotism to school children, following the Civil War, the third graders then expressed a desire to protest the pledge. They first planned to disrupt the recitation, 
the teacher suggested that a quiet protest could be potentially even more effective using Colin Kaepernick as an example. Administrators, among other issues they raised with her, including responding to emails and adhering to the dress code, they listed this action by her students as well as, and I quote, an intentional attempt in teaching your students about their legal and constitutional rights as specific concerns. (laughs) Seriously, that was in writing. She was eventually fired purportedly for posting about her meeting with the administrator on TikTok. Now, I have no doubt that there are many complexities surrounding these events and that the story would sound very different as told by someone in the administration. But their expressed concerns surrounding teaching your students about their legal and constitutional rights was provided to her in writing. The fact that that is a concern, a reason for disciplinary action, is frightening. And we don't need to dig very far in the news to find similar stories and attempts to control and censor what children are allowed to learn. What does that say about our allegiance to the country or to liberty and justice for all? The values we begin with can become obscured by our loyalty to a country or a cause, or a mission, or a movement, and we need to return to the source from which those values arose, the truth of human experience, the insoluble questions of existence, the inherent worth and dignity of every person, even those with whom we disagree, even those on the other sides of the lines we have drawn, even those who seemingly stand outside our circle of allegiance. Allegiance to the interdependent web of all life. I saw this sticker on a car at Avila Beach just this last Thursday. I pledge allegiance to the earth and all the life which it supports. One planet in our care, irreplaceable, with sustenance and respect for all. Wow. (laughs) That was awesome, I thought. The call to worship held a pledge of allegiance of our hands and hearts to the church universal, which seeks truth in freedom, justice in love, and individual discipline in social duty, and which shall make of all sects, classes, nations, and races one global community. Where do I place my allegiance? And what does it mean when I pledge allegiance? What is required of me. Take a look not at the theme of the month for a minute, but at the title of today's sermon for another word association exercise, which we actually did earlier. I pledge. And Steve said, money. (laughs) I'm guessing that many of you would think, especially with me providing the prompt in a congregational setting, most would think of your annual pledge to the UUSLO operating budget. Your promise 
to donate a given amount of money during the coming year. I pledge, we pledge. This displays a form of allegiance in that it is loyalty to a group. This congregation, Unitarian Universalist San Luis Obispo, and commitment to a cause best expressed by our mission of deepening connections by nurturing spiritual growth, practicing justice, and inspiring joy. For me, it is helpful to split those loyal to a group, committed to a cause. If I pledge allegiance to a country with liberty and justice for all, I don't immediately withdraw my allegiance when I see the great distance between the reality of what is and the aspiration toward what should be. Rather, my allegiance contains not only loyalty to a group, but commitment to helping my country work toward that aspiration. If I pledge allegiance to a congregation with a mission of deepening connections, I don't withdraw my allegiance the first time that members fall short or the congregation fails to realize its purpose. At least I hope not. But rather I commit myself to helping that congregation realize its mission of nurturing spiritual growth, practicing justice, and inspiring joy. A pledge is a promise to be part of. It shows a willingness to engage in the messiness of what is to reach toward the beauty of what can be. Because dang, I love this congregation. And there is a sense in which I love my country, these people, this place where I am from, this land from which I grew. This is the country where my heart is, as the hymn says. This is where my first family and connections were, as Annette Gordon-Reed writes of Texas. And this author and scholar in first grade, she was the first black child to enroll in a white school in her hometown of Conroe, north of Houston. For all of her conflicted feelings about the pain that was inflicted in that place on her and her family and her ancestors and her people, It's also, she says, where I learned to think that people could and should try in whatever way they can to make life better for others alive today and for those to come. That this feeling, this thought came to me in a place that was at once so very difficult, so full of good things, and so full of potential, shaped my thinking and actions in important ways. You see, it doesn't do me any good to pledge allegiance to high ideals if my allegiance does not contain the commitment to work to realize those ideals however imperfectly, in a world where those ideals can feel so painfully distant. That is the tragic gap which we all inhabit. That is the ground from which we grow. That is the setting for sorrow, yes, also for celebration when we inch a little closer However that opportunity presents itself to the world, we wish to see.
What Annette Gordon-Reed says in describing her love of Texas, I might also say of allegiance to one's country. Allegiance does not require taking an uncritical stance toward the object of one's allegiance. In truth, it often requires the opposite. We can't be of real service to the hopes we have for places and people, ourselves included, without a clear-eyed assessment of their and our strengths and weaknesses. That often demands a willingness to be critical, sometimes deeply so. How that is done matters, of course. Striking the right balance, she writes, can be exceedingly hard. The right balance. In closing, I offer a homework assignment if you choose to accept. To write your own personal pledge of allegiance. Not to further criticize our national pledge of allegiance, which we've been talking about, but I do believe that each of you can do better. Make it personal. To what or to whom do you pledge your loyalty and commitment? What are the principles or values you hold dear? How do you, will you engage to realize those values? Doesn't matter how long or short it is, doesn't matter what form you use to express it, songs, haikus, whatever. But if you write it down or speak it aloud, the next time you hear the word allegiance, you may have a different association entirely than you did just earlier this morning. You may come closer to striking the right balance.